All right, so we are back with another amazing episode of Ed Up Career Schools, The Scoop with your host, Kathy Valetti. So today is going to be a lot of fun because, you know, I love my advisors. I love bringing them to the front and because that's who drives activity in your school. All right, so today we have a beautiful young lady with us. She is an admissions advisor with New Age Training. So let's welcome Miss Natalie Tordenegra. Torre Negra, yes. Okay. Yes, you said it correctly. Spanish, just to let you know. <laughs> How are you doing, I'm, Natalie? I'm doing fantastic, Kathy. I am so honored that you invited me to join your show. And, and you know how I feel about you. I think that <laughs> you drop gems constantly, and I'm so excited to, to be able to contribute. So thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, okay? So, Natalie, talk to us about your background. What was your journey? Because I know this is your first role as an admissions advisor. So how, how did you get here, hon? So... My story is uh, maybe a little different than some of your stories that you probably have on here. It's not traditional. When I started in admissions, it was because I was moved from another position into admissions. I was a, a single mother on public assistance, completely like unemployed. And in New York, public assistance, they make you do a back to work program where it's like a work readiness program and they have career advisors. And these career advisors kind of set you up for work because the idea is to get you off of public assistance. And um, when I started my career search, I was so hungry to get off of public assistance that every single position that they offered, I took it. I got hired at every single job that they so I was already working. Uh -huh. um, I worked at a, a furniture store. I worked at a um, a nonprofit like grassroots campaign uh, office. And then New Age Training contacted me, um, interviewed me, uh -huh. and um, it was only a two day a week position as a telemarketer. And I said yes. The owners were even like, "You're sure you're gonna come two days a week?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was. I was so ready to, to work. I was hungry and I had mouths to feed and um, there was no job that was too little or, or, or too big for me. I was going for straight for it. So I was um, interviewed by New Age in December. Then like months passed, I didn't think I was going to get called. I literally did my phone interview in the HRA office. So the background noise you can wow. imagine not like, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on in that office. And, and um, I started with new ways training in April. Now, one night, an, un an incident occurred, and we were short staffed for our front desk. And the owner comes over to me. He's like, I love how you are on the phones. How would you like to work front desk? I was saying yes, there was no job that I was saying no to. I was like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, you start tomorrow at 7am. I was like, Oh, okay, great. I'll be there. I'll be here. And, um, after working front desk for about three months, I was still juggling my job in the furniture store, uh, full time and working front desk full time. I saw my kids asleep, asleep in the morning at 6am and asleep at night when I would get home at midnight. It was not something I wanted to continue long-term. And so I had to decide what company to stay with. And I love new age training, but with furniture stores, there's like the commissions, bonuses and stuff like that. So I put in my two weeks notice, 
my school director didn't want to let me go. And that's when he offered me a position in the admissions team. And I was like, I had no prior experience. I was like, even like shocked. I can't, I can't even put into words, honestly, the emotion that I felt because it's still so alive in me that they asked me to do this. And of course, with my first admissions role with no prior experience, despite me having a love of people and a passion for education, mm -hmm. it didn't really go well. So they moved me into an educational role for a couple of years. And then as sad as it is, COVID hit and it was probably the best thing that happened to me. I know that so many horrible things happened during COVID and I'm so sorry for anyone who had any losses, but Kathy, this was, I could cry. Like I, we came back in to the office uh -huh. and because we'd been closed and remote for these for several months uh -huh. and my admissions and agent license was still active the director said, okay, Natalie, in addition to your educational role, because of the need of the company, mm -hmm. please just start enrolling. You know, Kathy, I, I was itching to go back to admissions. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, absolutely sure. What's my, give me a quota number. Uh -huh. what, 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 what are my targeting? They're just like, anything just do anything and you know it's just like a support for admissions mm -hmm. support for admissions I'm like no. <laughs> I, I, I went and I started just boom going going in addition okay. to my educational role mm -hmm. in 2020 Kathy by the end of the by the end of August and we opened in July I sat with one of the directors and I said I would like to become a full-time advisor now there were no openings in the admissions department there it was completely full and they and then he like don't be discouraged we might need another rep and just continue keep going at it don't don't fall short continue going at it so I went even harder and along the way I had people discouraging me. I had people tell me that, mm -hmm. um, that I would never be a, a full-time admissions advisor again, that I was just a supporting role. It was, um, honestly, it lit a fire under me to go harder, but there were those moments where I'm juggling two positions mm -hmm. and I felt like, am I really going to get this? Cause it took months. It took months for them to, to sit down and say, yes, this is going to be your full-time role. And um, a, a March of 2021, after from July, really going in, going, Kathy, I was on 10 every day. I came in and gave 110%. And um, in March, they said that starting April 1st, I was going to be a full-time admissions. Yes, guy. that's what I'm talking about. And the rest is history. I'm here now, back in admissions, and I um, it's my favorite thing in, in like ever. I love what I do. You know what? All of that drive, that's exactly what you need to be successful in admissions anyway. You were destined to be where <laughs> you are right now. Okay. Everyone cannot do this role. All right. Number one, you have to have thick skin. Okay. And you have to be able to deal with all walks of life. And I mean that literally. <laughs> okay. What kind of programs do you offer at um, New Age Training? So we're a medical training school, medical, medical vocational school. We offer uh, medical assistant, which is probably our most popular program. 
And then we have a program that is not as popular, but that's because we're the only school that offers it. It's called patient care specialist. So our school directors devised a program that was designed for students who are planning to go back to school for nursing, LPN and RN specifically. And it has, yeah, it has CNA, it has PCT, so EKG phlebotomy, dialysis, and pre-LPN classes all in one. So we get a lot of students who don't want to do the medical assistant program. They want it, they want something more clinical. They're going back to school for RN and we have we have an option that they can pick from and then shorter courses those who want to do just cna or just phlebotomy or just patient care tech uh we offer these short courses so that they can land work in a hospital clinic nursing home doctor's office and uh, you know urgent care all of these great places that's pretty cool because a lot of schools do not offer pct i see medical assistant in a lot of cases i see um cna um, LPN and RN, which is everyone's goal, right? Yeah, right. PCT is very rare. Okay, nowadays. So that's awesome. You hear that, folks? PCT. All right, get on it. And so yeah. let's talk about our students. All right, because um, <clears throat> you know, when it comes to the non-traditional student, a lot of times not the hardest cookie to deal with. You know, unlike the traditional student, in a lot of cases, they already know what career path they want to take. They already have the support. They know what university, but the career student is a little different because some of them have already been in careers and it's just not working out, right? Right. So how has your experience been with students so far? So uh, I have had very positive experience with students. Kathy, most of my students remember me remember our initial tour they graduate and they still text me and so this is probably the most rewarding piece of the admissions role is developing these relationships and seeing how you helped change somebody's life it's I have a a student, she she would contact me throughout the course to tell me that she wasn't going to finish, that she wanted to stop. And it got to the point where I was just like, you know what, I believe in you. But if you don't believe in you and you feel it's best to withdraw, do do so. She finished the program and she just texted me Friday. She she's doing her nationals. She got hired at a um, at a clinic. Her English wasn't too great. So she would struggle in class. She's not even working in a uh, a a Spanish speaking clinic. She's working. Yeah. It's That's she, awesome. Yeah. She's her life. She says she can't thank me enough. And guess what? Because of that relationship that I was able to foster with this student, I've gotten at least four PDLs from her, at least four that have started the program. And she continues to give them myself to work with me directly. And I can't Listen, I know that there are some students out there that perhaps don't have the best experience because they didn't finish the program, but I want to say that 95 of my student experience is pretty positive. That's awesome. And you know what? That's one of the major reasons why I've been in admissions for so long, because those type of success stories, you know, you take someone who's coming, who comes into your office and they're like, there's no way I can do this. I haven't been in school in 10 years or my mom and dad, they're not going to support me. And then all of a sudden you find yourself fast forward graduation day and you're watching that same exact student who said there's no way that I'm going to be successful walking down the aisle look I used to see my students everywhere on the train I'm trying to eat lunch in church the person in front of me they're like I knew I heard your voice and I'm like goodness gracious you can't get away from (laughs) at all but you know what that's what I love about it would you say that's what you love about your role or 
is there something else that really drives you every day? Honestly, it's 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 not a, a, a secret, right? That the admissions role is a performance-based role. Mm-hmm. And you you do need to have a passion for people and a passion to help others. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a requirement for the role. You cannot be uh, an, a bad human being and do this. You just cannot. Absolutely. But um, besides that, I find it very satisfying and fulfilling to be able to meet expectations it's it's a rush I get excited I feel like a beast I love (laughs) I love submitting files and just um helping my school grow I love new age training I love 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 new age training I I say it I've said it when I was in education Uh and it shows it shows in the way I am with the students. It shows in the way that I tour my students, screen my students. And of course, there's always room for improvement. I'm sure that if my my higher ups were on this call, they'd be like, well, you need to work on this and this and this. And this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, in general, I know that my performance is, is positive and it's, uh, it shows my passion for the school and for the company, how I am in any role that I've ever had at New Age Training. That's awesome. Well, you know what? Let's go back to our students, because as we spoke before, when we talk about the student, the career student, they deal with a lot of false beliefs, right? And in a lot of cases, you would be interviewing someone, you enroll them, and the closer we get to the class start, you're excited, and they are too, or so we thought. And then the closer you get to the class start, some advisors, their entire class starts to fall apart. And then you're like, where's Kat? Where's Peter? Where the heck did Susan go? And now you're thinking, okay, did I make the right decision? You know, when it comes to our students, what do you think that communication needs to look like during the first interview? Like, what are some of the questions that you think advisors need to ask to ensure that, you know, this is going to be the right student for the school that's going to follow through and graduate? So uh, it's it's great that you asked this, Kathy, because New Age Training actually developed a screening, like a readiness questionnaire, if you want to call it that. And in that readiness questionnaire, we ask very direct questions. Are you currently employed? You need to understand that this is a working student because the working student and the non-working student, their their situations are very, very different. For the working student, your concern with them is finding out what availability they have to really complete school and to attend school. And is work so demanding and, you know, overtime hours that, you might be enrolling someone who has a, a time commitment issue. The other, on the other spectrum, we have the non-working student. They have the time, but mm-hmm. why are they not working? Are they driven? Are they ambitious? Mm-hmm. Do they have the funds to mm-hmm. commute the class because they're not working? Exactly. Who is helping them with their finances? Because if they're not working, our course is not a two-week course. It's not a two-month course. Mm-hmm. They need to commit for at least nine months. In those nine months, how are they going to eat? These are things that if they can't find their, you know, someone to help them or something to help them eat every day, their priority is going to be survival and the school might take a backseat. So you need to understand their employment status. Also their childcare status in the, (laughs) our (laughs) students, 
Uh Our career students, these are students who are looking for something that is not necessarily short, but not as long as a degree program. They want to work, hence the term vocational school, career school. They want a career. They want to support their families. But if you have a two-year-old, you cannot come to school every day and have a two-year-old and you have no, no one to stay with them and you can't bring them to school. So you need to understand sometimes they get so excited and they're not thinking in the moment. So as an advisor, you need to kind of bring, bring them down to a level. Like I'm excited. Exactly. For you. What's your support system look like? Mm-hmm. Who is going, we ask directly, who is going to watch your kids? Not, do you have childcare? Because do you, that's a very general question. Very generic. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Well, let me ask you this, okay? Where do you see the future of career education? The future is- Oh boy, (laughs) here we go. The future (laughs) is career education. Kathy, I'm I'm not anti-degree, okay? So we, Mm -hmm. uh, career schools, we of course think that you should enroll with us, right? But <laughs> but just take a look at the, the, the current financial climate of the country, the current status of the economy. We have students who have bachelor's degrees from very, you know, highly regarded four-year schools working at Chipotle, working, I mean, nothing against Chipotle, you know, and working customer service roles or retail stores. And so, There's nothing wrong with this, but there is something wrong with there being thousands or hundreds of grads who invested four years of their time and now they have no promising career, nothing that's related to what they took. And they could have really worked at these customer service retail stores without investing four years of their time. Our career schools are the future of this country because we have to help them with job placement. Mm -hmm. Most career schools, that's a requirement from my understanding. So we are helping the students, helping the economy. And that's where, especially with the current inflation and everything going up in prices, this is where people are looking for. We have students, no offense to the colleges, leaving four-year programs, looking for something like, uh, like what we offer so that they can get right to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really think it it depends on the individual and where you are in your life. Look, I went to traditional school and I went to a career school. Not everyone has the time to invest four years, just like you said. And then we have a lot of single mom and dads out there who don't have all that time. They need to do something immediately so that they can start making that money and then really provide a better future for their kids. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today. You have to come back because we need to finish this conversation. <laughs> okay. Thank you, thank you so much. This was thank you. It was definitely a pleasure. Look, I have a full training program on everything that we were talking about today with Natalie from the very first point of contact with the student all the way through the enrollment process and how to build rapport, time management, accountability. If you are interested and setting up a free demo, head on over to lessons.motivatewithkat.com. But until then, see you all next time. Thanks again, Natalie. Thank you, Kathy, for having me. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye.